0: Well, good morning. You can be seated this morning. Welcome to First Baptist Church. It's good to be here this morning. Amen? It is good to be here. Would you all give a, uh, just a round of applause again for our youth band for leading this morning? We are so thankful for them. And as Hannah said, they, they lead every Wednesday night for our youth worship that is kicking back off this week for the fall. It's crazy to think our kids are in Sumner County or back in schools Tuesday. Um, Teachers have been back for a week, and other school systems are kicking back into gear as well. And so um, they lead on Wednesday nights for our youth, and we're so excited to have them with us this morning. If you're a guest this morning, I see many of you out there, some of you here because of baptism or family or camps and things that we went to this summer, I want to say welcome to you. My name is Lyle. I'm the pastor here. Uh, Yeah, we're glad you're here, all right? Um, My name is Lyle. I'm the pastor here, and we're excited about today. Today is a different service. Um, At the beginning of the summer, in the middle of May, we take an offering every year that goes towards helping kids go to camp and people go on mission. And so at the end of the year, it's part of our responsibility to the church to report on that giving. This year, the church gave almost $15,000 to help kids go to camp. And to send people on mission, we take a moment just to share what God has done in those weeks. And so we're going to have testimonies today. You're going to see videos today. We're going to sing some more today. There are baptisms today. And then we're going to talk about the challenge that we have living here and now. And so I'm really thankful that you're here today. If you are a guest, we would love to know that you're with us. There's a really easy way to do that. Um, For you and your family, if you're here, in front of you on the pew is a QR code. If you want to scan that with your phone at some time during the service, you can hit there's a contact card. We would love it if you would put that. We're not going to show up at your house this afternoon, but we do want you to let us know you're here so we can let you know we're praying for you and see if there's any ways that we can serve you or help you in your walk with the Lord. Um, We are going to have several reports today, and we're going to start with the first thing that happens every year, for us here at First Baptist, and that is our Vacation Bible School, and so if we uh, we do that the first week of June, we've done that. Uh, I don't I don't know how long we've done it the first week of June, but longer than you've been here. How long have you been here, Janetta? So how long have you been? Twenty. So more than twenty five years we do it the first week of June. That's just what we do. All right. And so we started that. And so here's how what I want to do real quick. If you were here. In Vacation Bible School, like you were, uh, we have our kids with us, by the way, as, as well today. It's Fifth Sunday. If you were here um, as a participant in Vacation Bible School, or you were a youth leader, someone that helped with, as a youth, or you were a helper, an adult teacher or helper, I want you to stand right now where you are. All right, and stay standing for a minute. Would the rest of us give these people just some applause? Now, while you're standing, while you're standing, now that I know who it is here among you, um, we are going to sing our Vacation Bible School theme song. Um, And we need some people to help lead that. And so those of you that are standing know that, right? And so I need, especially the kids and the youth, if you were here as part of Vacation Bible School, I need you all to come and stand on these steps in front of me. Come on, come on, Alyssa, come on. Especially you two, you know, y'all led every morning, right? I know it's been a, it's been a long eight weeks or so. Miss Krista's going to be down here to help you with the motions. And listen, I need everybody else to stand up because you're going to do this with us. All right? And so this is a Baptist church, but we move a little bit every now and then. And so Twist and Turns was our theme this year, and we followed the life of um, Peter as he went up and down with the Lord, the Twist and Turns of his life, and our theme song talked about that, and there's some twisting and turning in the midst of that, all right? And so we're going to sing this, and then Miss Jeanette is going to come and tell us a little bit about Vacation Bible School, all right? Yeah, y'all have to do this too. That's Yeah, Krista's making sure I let you know that. You participate as much as you can, all right? All right, let's go. (laughs)
1: Workout? <laughs> yes, we had a great time in in Vacation Bible School. At least I know I did. But I looking around, I know that there were kids and other adults who had a great time too. And as Lyle said, our Bible story um, for the whole week was about Peter, and Peter definitely had some twists and turns. You know, he started out as a just a fisherman, and then Jesus called him, and We know that Jesus had a plan for Peter's life, and we know that Peter messed up some, and Jesus forgave him, and Peter became to be one of the most outspoken uh, apostles for Jesus. So we also had our own twists and turns, as, as the kids have had twists and turns, but God took care of all of those twists and turns that we had during Vacation Bible School, and we celebrated that week. We celebrated with offering. Now you should have been here watching those kids bring their offering in because we had this giant scale over here, and we um, they got to come up and put money in their bucket. Boys in the blue bucket, girls in the pink bucket, and oh, I forgot who won oh, come on, surely you can do better than that. Who won? The girls came from behind, and they did. They won. But, but the fun thing is how much money they brought, the boys and the girls combined. For that week, we had a total of $1,174. Most of that, was change because you know we had to have the weight for the buckets so we celebrated that so all week talking about peter we were able to share the gospel with these kids pretty much every day and a celebration that we have was that nine kids asked jesus into their life And that is something to celebrate. Now, as Lyle said, come June, we're going to be doing this again, but it's a different one. It's Breaker Beach Rock. Breaker Rock Beach. Uh, you know, I'll be ready come June. <laughs> I'm still living in twists and turns. So if, as an adult, you're thinking, you know, this sounds really fun, see me. Krista, Lyle, Noah, and we will be glad to sign you up and put you in a place to help kids learn more about Jesus.
2: Hey church, um, what an awesome week we had. I know you probably noticed how nice and clean and rested we were at the beginning of the week and then how dirty and messy we were towards the end of the week. That Those pictures of shaving cream was the coveted game of OMC, organized mass chaos. And at the end of every single thing that we did this past, well, that week, um, there was always bringing it back to scripture, even during that messy moment of OMC. And I loved what the rec leader said. He said, she said... You know, we looked a lot different when we started on the outside, and we look a lot different after OMC on the outside. We were super messy, right? Um, But at camp, we started off hopefully a little different on the inside, and we looked a little different um, on the inside when we left. Uh, We focused on beyond the surface, talking about beyond the surface to our hearts, and that humans don't see what the Lord sees. We see the outside. But God sees the heart, and every single day we focused on a different way to focus on our heart. We focused on a pure heart, a humble heart, a trusting heart, a merciful heart, and a willing heart. So we took 48 kids, adults, and youth helpers to Ridgecrest, North Carolina, in the beautiful mountains. It was an awesome place. I spoke to several people and said, "You can literally pick up Century Kid and put it in Rivergate Mall, and it'll be amazing." Um, but we've gone to some really cool places. Ridgecrest was gorgeous. In the mountains, lots of walking, very tiring, um, but we had a blast. We started off our day around 6 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, waking up, headed to Time Alone with God. You saw some of those pictures. Um, We had breakfast. Then uh, we had I Can't Wait. We had like a kickoff, get everybody pumped up and and awake. Um, The kids went off to Bible study, and then they went to rec, and adults were poured in as well. It's like a camp for us. We had adult gathering, adult worship, which was amazing. We met back up with the kids. Um, we went to lunch, and then they had a little bit of hang time. After that, they were able to join some tracks of their choice. We had tracks from volleyball, H2O, yeah, basketball, football, uh, weird science. There was soccer, uh, no boys allowed, help me out, build it. Yeah, anybody else, a part of anything different I didn't mention?
3: Outdoor games.
2: Drama, yeah, ooh, yeah, creative dance. We got to watch those kids do creative dance, and with every single thing, they met back up with their Center Kids staffer, and they were told about the gospel, just like what real life should be. With every single moment, every single aspect, we should bring it back to Jesus. Um, we slept in bunkhouses. It was fun. Uh, we loved the nibble nook. You saw some ice cream um, in those pictures. We praised Jesus for the coffee shop that was on campus. Uh, we jammed with the band. We laughed at CK Today and, of course, Peach. But once again, with everything we did, it came back to Jesus. Some of my favorite parts of Century Kid, including all the newbies that went, the kids, the young kids, and also the adults and how they just broke out of their shell. They poured into everybody. The kids made new friendships. Um, Selfless adults. What an amazing group you saw in that picture. We were the orange team, right, the best team. Um, They poured into those kids from sunup to way past sundown, Um, and I hope they sign up and go again next year. Um, Let's see. Worship. One of my favorite parts for sure. These kids just have that freedom to praise their Jesus, hands raised, singing loud, celebrating. I love that part. Um, Red Team is my favorite part, seeing those sixth graders come back and join um, our kid group and go one last time to Center Kid. And then, of course, those former campers who are now youth that came and served as TAs, team assistants. Um, There were five of them, and they followed those Center Kid staffers around and kind of learned what it was like. And I have no doubt that I'll see Tori York Next year, actually, a staffer, and I hope that you're where we're going so that we can come see you, right? Um, So that was an awesome part, too. So God sees the heart. I hope that these kids go on and grow in their walk with Christ from just a fun week at camp, right? Um, Next year, I think we have a slide, maybe. Yep, there it is. We're going back to my favorite camp, Shaco Springs, Alabama. It's July 1st through the 5th. Spots will fill up quickly, and I was able to add eight spots this year at Ridgecrest because they have so many lodging facilities, but I might not get to do that at, um, at Shaco. So sign up today. It is live. We hope to see you there. Oh, thank you, church, for giving. We were able to knock off the costs. It was regularly 3 65 per person, and with the help of you all, it brought it down to two forty. So that was a big help, and we thank you for that.
0: So we had a, an amazing team of six people that went to Porto Seguro, Brazil, uh, this year. The uh, first time we've been able to go since the pandemic in a uh, in a partnership with Inglewood Baptist Church, and um, we've got a couple of those going to share today. But before they share, I want to make sure that you understand who all wins. So if you were on the Brazil team, would you stand? One of you. So Katie, Destiny, Landry. Steve and Jackie, and then Randy Brooks, who is not with us today. And so um, we're going to hear from Steve Norman is going to lead us off. Um, he, he is a first timer, first time's going to Brazil. Jackie's been a few times, first time Steve's been, and then Katie. And so Steve, you come on and share with us today.
4: first time on a mission trip out of the country you got to know something about my wife and family they've been several times back in 09 10 12 and for 20 years she's been telling me I'm going I'm going so I took the gamble and we went uh, <clears throat> when we well when we first got off the plane in porto seguro you know we're walking through the airport and I see all these people and you saw the very first clip of the video, and I'm thinking, what is going on? And I, I didn't realize it was for us. They were just thrilled to death that we came to help them. And I don't think they know it, but they helped us quite a bit. Uh, our first night after we got there, we got at the airport. We went to the hotel. I think we ate. I don't remember. But we went to a church, and it is a tent. And it's a circus tent that had been donated by somebody. Uh, on Brazilian time, it's whenever it starts, and it's whenever it ends. There is no set time. So we got there about 6.15, thinking it started around 7. I think we actually got started about 7.30. Uh, they had uh, a band, an amazing bunch of people. But what was amazing is... They brought us, we, they have chairs in the tent, right? And we were right here. They want all of the Americans that came in for the mission trip to be sitting up front. And the stage was up here. They got to singing and worshiping. And it was truly one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. You don't see people standing and just singing, and reading the, tele- the teleprompter. They knew the words of every song they sang. Their hands was raised high. They was jumping. And not in an ugly way, but praising God. And to see that and to know what we're like here in the States, it's different. Um, the preacher even got up on stage and was singing. And what his wife standing down here just praising God like everybody else is. Old people, short people, every person in that tent was raising it. But I guess uh, I lost my train of thought for a minute. So we, once we got there, we went back to the hotel, talked about the church service, and then here's what our daily schedule was every day we were there. We'd get up, go down and eat breakfast at seven o'clock, finish breakfast, we'd hop on the bus, take about a 15, 20 minute ride to the church camp. Okay, and we had, our first day we had to bring everything we brought with us. About 30 suitcases, I guess. Had toys, toothbrush, teeth, toothpaste. A little of everything, can't remember it all, reading glasses. Um, we'd get there, set up, and then we'd, you know, the people would come in, we'd talk to them, pray for them, and, little, you know, all of that. But after we did that, lunch was about 11 o'clock, and come about 5 o'clock, we'd start packing up, and we'd pack our stuff up and move it to the main tent that we were in, and then we would go leave and go to the hotel and eat dinner, And come back and uh, eat dinner. And after we get done eating dinner, we either ate dinner first or we took a shower first. It was extremely hot. We sweat a lot. Uh, (laughs) uh, And after we get done eating dinner, then we go upstairs and meet for an hour and talk about our successes, pros, cons, things that we might do differently to make it flow better. Uh, Talk about the people that touched our hearts as well as the people we touched their hearts. So that was pretty much every day. We didn't get, you get up in the morning, we didn't get back to the hotel until probably 6, 6.30, eat about 9 o'clock, 9.15, we might go to our room and go to bed, which there was no playtime. I mean, I kind of thought I might get go across the street where the ocean is, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, let's see. I'm going open this up, guys, because watching that video brought back a lot of emotions that I didn't think I still had but apparently I do. We are uh, the services that we provided was construction, building the church form, reading glasses which I did. Uh, prayer room dental, dental thank you. <laughs> dental dentistry and the other one's happy feet. Now I have two replaced knees, so for me to get down low on a stool and try to do that, I could not. But, I, you know, every once in a while, I'd have a break, and I'd slip out of my tent and go watch them. You know, MasterCard advertises priceless. Y'all familiar with that? They'll so show a guy where he's taking his son to a ball game, and cost costs $20. And then it shows him buying hot dog and popcorn, you know, $20. And then it shows him sharing the day with his son in a uh, ball field they say priceless you know what priceless is it's when you see a child goes into that little room we're washing his feet we dry his feet most of the time you'll get to put powder on his feet <laughs> so that the socks go on good but you wash his feet and while you're washing his feet you tell him about Jesus then you get your shoes and socks on him and priceless is when you see that kid's face light up with a brand-new pair of socks and shoes. It's not just a brand-new pair. It's probably the first pair the kid has ever had. That's priceless. There's a, another guy I'd like to tell you about. Now, a lot of you in here have been to Brazil. Y'all have kind of paved the way for us. And uh, there's a guy named Charlie, 24-7. Uh, even back when my wife and kids first went, they came home talking about Charlie 24/7, Charlie 24/7, this, that, and honestly, I got kind of tired of hearing it. But I see why now. I met him, and the first day I even heard his name, I said, "That's Charlie." It was at the airport when we were getting off, and they were greeting us. He, uh, I heard somebody say, "Charlie 24/7." You know, I'm looking. I have no idea. But that's who it was. So I'll tell you about him. He gets his name 24-7. Uh, first off, he praises Jesus 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of his life. If his mouth is open, he's praying, Jesus, praising Jesus. And then here's what you should know about him. He speaks over 20-some languages fluent. He cannot read or write. I asked him, how do you speak these languages? And he said, Steve, it's just I walk up to him. God gives me the ability to speak fluently with him. I said, you're kidding. He said, no. He said, him, it is God. So, you know, <laughs> he's been touched. Definitely touched by the hand of God. Uh, he's always there when you need him. And the other 24-7, I don't think he sleeps. You get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, he's in the hallway praising Jesus. So it's pretty remarkable. Uh, when you hear the extravagant giving day, some of you may, would like, might would like to go on a trip to Brazil or anywhere. Uh, some of you may not want to. Some of you, health won't let you. Some of you feel like you're too old to go. If you ever get the chance and you want to, please take time to talk to one of us that's been I mean, there's a whole bunch of us that's been to Brazil. This is just my first time. Uh, but extravagant giving gives everybody an opportunity to go. The cost is really high, but what you get in return, there's no money that can even buy that for you. So extravagant giving, give generously. Thank you for listening to me today and-
5: I'm a little nervous, so Steve's gonna stay with me. <laughs> I'm Katie. So about we figured out about eight years ago. I was sitting about right there, and um, I just had to watch a baptism, y'all, which was amazing. And I'm uh, really emotional, so we'll see if we can get through this. <laughs> and, and Pastor lyle was preaching about missions and about Brazil, and God told me, "Hey, you should go to Brazil." And I said, "Well, I've got three kids." My husband works full-time. I have, you know, that time especially, we had very little money. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I can't look at my daughter. Okay, so um, about the next year, pretty much every year, Pastor Lyle speaks about missions and how we're called to go. And so this summer, after eight years of saying, no, I can't, I said, okay, let's go, let's give it a try, you know, okay, God. So um, I told Susan and Lyle, and I said, I'm going. I'm going this year. I got my passport, got that application done immediately because I knew I'd back out. And then we got to March or April, and it was time for our first meeting, and I said, oh, shoot, I forgot. I'm petrified of leaving the United States. So <laughs> I was literally trying to find any excuse I could to not go. Um, so when, sir, <laughs> Pastor Lyle was really good at planning those services right around when I need them. And um, it was a sermon on fear. And um, I prayed and I said, God, just take it away. If I'm going to Brazil, we're going to have to meet me halfway. Please just take this fear away. And so we had our first meeting in April, right? And um, after the meeting was over, it was all Zoom. And I got off the meeting, the call, and I was like, I'm not not scared. I'm actually a little bit excited about this. And so then we had um, another meeting where we talked about, you know, our bracelets and how you lead people to the Lord. And for, I would say, most Christians, that's a scary thing to get up to a stranger and try to leave them to the Lord. And I was like, oh, this meeting is going to go great. I'm going to be so scared. Nothing. I was even more excited. So we showed up at the airport, got on the plane. I, I annoyed Jackie to death, but I was excited. <laughs> and we made it on the plane. And we can show you pictures. We can tell you stories. You cannot put into words the experience that you have there. It is you going and doing what God has made you to do. For a full week, nothing else is in the way. I mean, I got to speak with over 100 children while I brush their teeth about Jesus. And, you know, if you tried to do that here, there'd be parents going, oh, no, 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 you know. Or you'd be a little worried. I mean, these children are just dropped off with you, and you get to share God with them. And it is so amazing, and they are the sweetest children you've ever met. And um, so what I'm saying, basically, is if you've even... Hear a tiny voice saying, Go, I can tell you right now, we had many hiccups right when it was time to go, which they told what happened Satan attacks. And my son needed a very expensive surgery. And we were like, Oh, this is going to. And I was just like, You know what? And you can ask my husband, I freak out of her finances. And I did not. I was like, God's got it. And so we went. And it was totally worth it. If you want to go, tell someone you want to go and make it someone who will hold you accountable. And you will. And it is life changing.
0: um by the way we do have the dates already for brazil next summer That's june 22nd through 30th uh we we always are, in this season of our life we go to our church we go to porto seguro brazil and so um that's where we'll be going next year is porto seguro and if you would like to to uh be a part of that we'll have our first meeting in a couple of months to begin to get ready for that um and you can register online today. In fact, we'll tell you how at the end, there's an easy way for you all. If you have kids that want to register for Center Kid or for our Generate Camp, which is going to be uh, Memorial Day week um, next year for our youth um, back to Covenant College in East Tennessee or for Brazil, those signups are live and you can go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, The verse that just kept coming to my mind again and again as I was sitting and listening to all of this is, the Lord has done great things for us." And we are glad. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. Just through basic math in my head, thinking through the numbers that I know from all of the trips, from Vacation Bible School, Centra Kids, Centrifuge, and Brazil, over 100 people gave their lives to Jesus this summer. And I think about the fact that that's a small part of our lives is to give towards one summer. But the truth is our lives in general are small. This week I've been thinking a lot about the fact that we don't have very much time here. Over the last few weeks here at the church we've been talking about what heaven is like and what it takes to to go to heaven and what we can expect when we get to heaven and what we can do here that we can't do in heaven and and all of those things. But if you read scripture, one of the resounding things again and again and again and again is that the reality is the time we have on earth is very short. And the question is, what are we going to do with it? Jesus tells a parable where he says that there was a man who had developed so much stuff in his farm that he had filled his storehouses, his barns, and he was like, you know what, I'm going to tear down those barns and I'm going to build bigger storehouses because he didn't have enough space for all his stuff. I think about that parable sometimes when I drive down and I see all the storage facilities that are being built. We can have places to store our stuff because we don't have enough room in our house to store our stuff. Jesus says he built all of those things, and he says, now I can just eat, drink, and be merry. And Jesus says, you fool, for tomorrow you die. And he says how sad it is for those that invest in the things of here instead of the things that are to come. When I was thinking about how short our lives are, there's an illustration that was used 20 years ago that I still think about a lot. And I thought it would be appropriate for today. And so I have with me a rope. And I want us to think for a moment of this rope as a timeline, right? And this rope... Just imagine it goes on forever. Now it doesn't. It's tied to a post outside that door. But imagine that it goes on forever and that this is your life. This is your life. And this little red part represents your earthly life. And the rest of this is eternity. And I think about how often we get so caught up in this that we damage that. Or we're so concerned about this little part here, and if we've got enough saved up here for this little part here, that we negate investing in the things of eternity. The person that gave this illustration originally is a guy named Francis Chan. And I don't know if you ever heard or know of Francis Chan, but he's done some pretty radical stuff. And people used to say to him, listen, if I lived like you live, I would compromise this part. I I wouldn't have anything left for this part. And he was like, that is foolish because so what if you don't have anything for this part if you negate that? And when I think about what we did this summer, when I think about extravagant giving, when I think about how you as a church gave in order that we could send people to Brazil because we believe that Scripture calls us to go here to the United States, to the world. And our goal is every year to do missions locally, statewide, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Because we believe that's the call of God on our lives. Because what matters more than all of the great stuff we have here, and God has blessed us, he has done great things for us, and we are glad. What matters more than the stuff we have in the red tape is what happens in eternity. And I just think about in my own life how often I get caught up in a dot on the red tape. So here's my question for you. Some of you are Katie Shaw. God's calling you to go. And you've been resistant and you've been like, I don't know, or that's a lot, or, you know, what about, or what if something happens, or what if this goes on? God's calling you to go. And the only appropriate answer when God calls is yes. For some of you in this room, if you're honest with yourself, if you are truly honest with where you are, some of you are uncomfortable right now because you realize you don't know how much of the, and none of us do how much of the red tape we've got left, but if you were to die today, if your red tape ended today, then your eternity would be spent apart from God because he has sent his son to save you, but you haven't been saved. You haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your savior. And for some of you, you're storing up a whole lot of stuff that when this red line ends, whenever your red line ends, you're storing up a whole lot of stuff that's going to disappear in the fire. So as we think about God's calling on our life as individuals and as a church, I want to be someone, I want to lead a family, I want to lead a church that's focused on the eternity and not this. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of response. And I don't know what the Lord may be calling you to respond. I'll be standing down here. Noah will be standing down here. Maybe the Lord's telling you that it's time to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you're not even sure what that means. But you know that if your life ended today, you're not spending eternity with God because you haven't accepted the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Scripture tells us that no one is good enough on their own to make it to heaven. In all of us in this room, if we're honest with ourselves, knows the shortcomings and the failings of our lives. And this moment this may be the time when you need to give your life to Jesus. In just a moment we're also going to have a time of response where maybe you want to come and join our church. Maybe this is the place God's planting you. you, want to be a part of a church like this. Or maybe you need to commit to go wherever God calls you to go. In just a minute I'm going to lead us in a prayer, then we're going to have a time of response and the youth band's going to come back up and lead us. And I'm just going to ask you to to block out everything that's going on around you and around your life and to do business with God in this moment. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the way that you have moved. We're so thankful for programs like Vacation Bible School and for camps like Centrifuge and Center Kid, and for opportunities, Lord, that generations would have longed for the opportunity to get on a plane and fly to Brazil and tell people about Jesus. Lord, we are so thankful for those opportunities. We're thankful, Lord, for the chance that we have to, to be a part of your calling on our lives. And we pray, Lord, in this moment, that you would give us just the opportunity to say yes to whatever it is you're calling us to do and that you would make it clear to us what you're calling us to do. I pray if there's someone here that does not know you as their Savior, Lord, that is not... Saved from eternity, separated from you. Lord, I pray that in this moment you would make them know that and understand that. And that you wouldn't let them be comfortable leaving this place without knowing you as their Savior. Lord, I pray for those in this room that need to to disregard the things of this earth. To focus on the eternity that is before us. Lord, I pray that you'll give us all wisdom to number our days so that we can know how to live for you precisely and passionately and on purpose. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.